Hey, it's Brandon here and I have some big news. Seven Figure Millennials is now beyond curious. I am so excited for this new brand and I would highly encourage you to go check out episode number 140 for all of the juicy details. But as a teaser for episode 140, the central question for Seven Figure Millennials, the original show from the beginning was, how can we become financially successful and have a big impact while prioritizing our happiness, health, and relationships? I spent over 1,000 hours researching this question and published 139 episodes. And after all of that, I have an answer. And I put together that answer in a legit masterclass that weaves together clips from previous guests all to answer that question. So if you wanna hear my answer, the why behind Beyond Curious and the vision moving forward, go check out episode number 140. But you are here listening to this episode, which I know is amazing, but I would just highly recommend you also check out episode number 140 for the full explanation behind the rebrand. All right, here's your episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Seven Figure Millennials Podcast, where it is my job to help leaders like you to prioritize your happiness, health, and relationships while making your biggest entrepreneurial dreams a reality. And if you are listening for the very first time, welcome, super excited to have you here. And if you're returning, welcome back, super grateful that you return every single week to listen to all the incredible insights that are being shared on the show. And today we're actually revisiting a format that we tested out in episode 57. I really enjoyed the format and I'm going to experiment with calling it the seven figure millennials time machine, because what we do is we take the best wisdom from over five interviews, five ish interviews, and we condense it into an episode that takes about 30 minutes. So listening to this episode is a great way to be introduced to multiple guests, sample some of their content and give you a chance to explore the full episode I did with them if you want. And if you actually have listened to the full episode, it's a great review of some of the most powerful stories and concepts, because some of these interviews I'm finding myself returning back time and time again, and the clips that we pulled are the ones that are actually the most relevant from those interviews. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna introduce each episode with some context and information on who the guest is for you to explore more. And then in the episode description, wherever you're listening to it, you'll actually find direct links to their episode on the site if you want to listen to the entire episode. So which episodes are we revisiting today? What do you get to look forward to? So I actually put a lot of time into creating the right title for the episodes because I think they're very important for you to determine if you wanna spend your time listening to them. So I'm gonna reuse the episode titles as a way to show you what you have to look forward to today. So the first one we're gonna go into is episode number 22 with Tim Schur with the title, after conducting 15,000 sessions and studying human behavior for 32 years, Hypnotist reveals how you can eliminate toxic beliefs that could be holding you back. The second one we're going to listen to is with Kevin Thompson, which was episode 20, with the title, From Alaskan Fisherman to Collaborating on Over 452 Joint Venture Projects and Generating Over $16.1 Million in Partnership Sales. Number three, we're going to listen to Josh Fonger, which was episode number 21, with the title, From 4AM Potato Chip Dealer and Life Insurance Agent to Consulting for $500 Million Enterprises, Making More While Working Less and Designing Systems to Spend Quality Time with His Wife and Three Boys. Number four, we're going to listen to the episode with Jeff Lachey, which was episode number 11. And the title is Storytelling Secrets from Working with Fortune 500 Execs, Multi-Billion Dollar Public Companies, CNBC, Fox, ABC, and NBC. And then we're going to finish off with episode number 14, which was with Caitlin Kogan-Domner, whose title was Attending Mime Camp, <laughs> Generating $10 Million in New Revenue for Clients, and Traveling the World with Her Husband and Three Kids. So those five episodes are the ones that we're going to be revisiting today today. 
Look forward to all that and we'll cue the intro music and then we'll dive right in with the first clip that is coming from Tim Schur. If you had to pick between A, making a ton of money, B, being happy, healthy, and surrounded with people you love, or C, making a meaningful impact on the world, which would you choose? The good news is that today we don't have to choose. So the question is, how can entrepreneurs like you and me, who have a vision for our lives and aren't willing to settle for anything less, how can we become financially successful and have a big impact while prioritizing our happiness, health, and relationships? You and I are on a mission to find out, and we have an incredible journey ahead of us. My name is Brandon Fong, and welcome to the 7 Bigger Millennials Podcast. After 32 years of studying human behavior, facilitating over 15,000 individual hypnosis sessions, and working with dozens of Fortune 500 companies, Tim Schur has discovered the precise methods for shifting people from surviving to thriving. His programs have helped sales professionals increase conversions by 300% and win lots of company awards. And Tim is the host of the show, How to Be Mesmerizing, the creator of the Global Legend Summit and author of six books, including his newest book, One Belief Away. In this clip with Tim, we're going to dive into something that I think is a very common thread on the show. And Tim tells a really powerful story from his childhood that he didn't realize was actually shaping and creating a belief that was guiding the way he went about his life. So I want you to listen to see what he learned as a result of exploring his early experiences and would encourage you to do some of the work that Tim has done. I've done it for myself. It's been very, very helpful to explore how early narratives that you created as a child could actually be manifesting more situation in your life. So here's the clip with Tim. What had happened was my dad was working on one of these big electrical panels. And while he was in there with the screwdriver and his buddy Bill was in there with the flashlight, um, someone turned the box on the panel on and boom, it blew up and caught my dad on fire and burned him uh, 40% of his body, third degree burns and, and Bill got burned as well. And I didn't see my dad for the next couple of months. And when I did see him, you know, they wheeled him out in a wheelchair and he was all wrapped up from head to toe. He looked like a mummy. And uh, I didn't know what to do. And in my brain, uh, something shifted inside of me. Instead of playing life to win, I was playing not to lose. I was always trying to figure out how do I not lose? How do I not get hurt? Um, something bad could happen at any moment. The rug can be yanked out from underneath me mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be safe. Now, I didn't know that consciously these ideas and beliefs were forming in my mind. They were unconscious, but they were affecting me all the way through my adult life. In fact, most of the experiences that we have as a kid, they form beliefs. And these beliefs are like programs. Uh, They're like apps that are in our hard brain of our hard drive of our brain. And these apps, these programs, these beliefs are running our lives as adults. And so if you're struggling with money or you're struggling in relationships or you're struggling with confidence or you feel like a fraud, or you have trouble focusing, or you procrastinate on high-value activities. That's all because of these programs, these beliefs that we picked up as kids, and nobody knows that. We tend to think we're missing a marketing strategy, a sales approach, that we need to be uh, an influencer, that we're somehow missing something outside. But one of the things that I've learned over 32 years of studying us is that um, you know, if you learn to go within, you never go without. And mm. so that was a pretty scary, uh, life-changing experience for me. And, and it took a long time for me to figure out how to uh, change those beliefs that uh, occurred that day when I was 12. 
Again, that was Tim Schur from episode 22, and you can check out the description of this podcast to find the link directly to Tim's episode if you want to explore more. Our next clip comes from episode 20 with Kevin Thompson. Kevin Thompson creates positive change on a global scale by facilitating connections between increasingly influential people. He's been the trusted connector for high-level entrepreneurs for over a decade, and the introductions he's made have been worth millions. Since June of 2007, he's collaborated on over 452 joint venture projects and has made over $16.1 million in sales with his partners. Because he's close friends with so many influential entrepreneurs, business owners, and professionals, he's able to cut through all the red tape, eliminate rejection, and guarantee you a red carpet reception for your ideas or proposals. When you have a guy like Kevin in your corner, you're only one to two degrees away from anyone you'd possibly ever want to meet or do business with. In this clip, the reason why I chose it is because Kevin is one of the most well-connected humans that I know, and some of you might be listening and wondering how you might be able to connect with the people that you look up to or learn with them, or what would even happen if maybe you bumped into them and you wanted to have a conversation. It can be massively intimidating. So I picked this clip because I think it'll help you in many ways, and specifically because you look at somebody that's so connected like Kevin, and you think that he's never afraid to connect with somebody that's really successful. But as this clip reveals, Kevin and... Also, other very incredibly well-connected people that I know still brush up on these feelings of feeling a little bit uncomfortable connecting with successful people or people that I should say you perceive as being more successful than you. So here's a tip from Kevin on how to help people even when they are more quote-unquote successful than you. If we are hanging out or, or going to be in an opportunity or a location where we are going to be connected with people that we perceive are more successful than us, whether that be that they run a business that's bigger than ours, whether they've been in business longer, whatever, you know, where we're in a situation where we're surrounded or going to be in, you know, uh, close proximity with pe- proximity. I can't believe I just said that word. <laughs> so we're we're going to be in close contact with people that we perceive are somehow further ahead than us, you know, and that's why I felt, I don't know if I can contribute because my perception of Genius Network was it's all these already really successful entrepreneurs that have ran businesses much bigger than the cleaning business that I used to have, or even bigger than the business that I had at that time. And, you know, what I, and and Joe told me the same thing. And, and he's like, you know, Kev, he's like, I know you. And he's like, you are all about contribution if, if you know, because you're just an entrepreneur who loves solving problems. <laughs> and if somebody's having a problem that you have experience or expertise or resources around or whatever, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, I'm just going to share my experience with them and, and I do my best to help them. He's like, exactly. And that's all you got to do. And he's like, so he's like, why don't you, instead of saying, I can't contribute or I don't know how to contribute, why don't you just let that go and come with the intention of, I'm going to contribute when I have an opportunity. And I'm like, all right, I can do that. And so ever since then, I've done that. I'm just like, I always show up with the intention of, I'm going to contribute when I have an opportunity that makes sense. And that's whether it's in a one-on-one conversation, whether it's doing an interview, whether it's going to a group, going to a seminar, whatever. I'm going to contribute when I have an opportunity. And there's there's no pressure on me. 
there's no stress on me. If I, if I don't, you know, but here's the thing. When you go with the intention of I want to contribute, the opportunity will present itself always. It'll always present itself. And that's all we have to do. If you want to get more of Kevin's secrets for connecting with extremely influential people, make sure you check out the full episode, which was episode number 20 in the description. Our next clip comes from Josh Fonger, who is episode number 21 of the Seven Figure Millennials podcast. Josh Fonger is a business performance architect and the co-founder of Work the System. Work the System has attracted over 100,000 business owners from over 50 countries. Josh has personally consulted or coached over 500 business owners from more than 100 industries, from small startup businesses to large $500 million enterprises. His specialty is taking stressed out entrepreneurs from working in their business to working on their business using systems so that profit and freedom become a consistent mechanical reality. His forte, which is helping businesses properly organize and systematize their operations so they can achieve exponential growth, has resulted in hundreds of success stories from around the world. Many of Josh's clients acknowledge that his ideas and coaching have led to millions of dollars in profit increase, and that's also why he's quickly become known as one of the most in-demand small business consultants in North America. When he's not coaching or consulting to business owners, Josh enjoys setting up personal systems to maximize his time with his wife and three boys. In this clip with Josh, we're going to dive into a topic that I was really excited to ask him about, and it's the topic of measurement. We hear all the time what gets measured gets improved, but sometimes if you measure too much or too early on in a system, you can actually hinder your progress. So in this clip, Josh is going to talk to us about what to measure and when to measure. So enjoy this clip with Josh. You don't want to start with measurements when you haven't even found out the core best way of doing something. And Mm. so we always start with, okay, so first, how are you doing it now? And then as we're documented, are there additional things you know you should be doing to make it better? So let's start with that. And then we start to do it in in the real world and get some feedback from the marketplace and those who are actually using that particular process. Is there a better way? Then they modify it. And then once we get stable with, with that, then it's, okay, so start measuring how this is going. Maybe number of phone calls, you know, number of appointments set, you know, whatever the particular thing is, just start numbering something that relates to this particular process. And this is not for every process. Like if you have a process for how to make coffee, you, it, the quality and perfection of it probably doesn't matter enough to measure it, right? So only some things are worth the, the measuring aspect. So we don't, sure. don't measure everything. Don't, the business success is always the number one priority. So when you are working this methodology, don't get obsessed with, getting the methodology correct, work, think of the methodology supposed to support the growth of your business. And so you don't measure everything, certain things you will. And then you realize, okay, this is something that we do every day. It has to be perfect. We're going to measure it. And you get a baseline, you get a baseline for a month or a quarter. And then it's about testing and split testing, finding out and setting goals and trying to set projections. But until you do the initial work, <clears throat> any numbers and measurements you put in place actually will, they're going to impede, slow down and hurt your opportunity for the innovations and tweaks necessary to find the right way to do something. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not a big believer in measuring and goal setting in the beginning. I'm, I'm more of a culture of let's figure out the best way to do this and then let's do it and then let's discuss it. And then, and then once we've stabilized it, then we're going to do the measuring. 
Once again, that was Josh Fonger. And if you want to explore the full episode with Josh, you can go and head over to episode number 21, wherever you're listening to this, or you can also check out a little bit more of Josh's work if you go to workthesystem.com. Our next clip comes from episode number 11 with Jeff Lachey. Following a decade as an award-winning reporter with CNBC, Fox News, ABC, and NBC affiliates, and the Associated Press, Jeff served as a senior communications executive with three of the world's largest PR firms and at two multi-billion dollar public companies. In 2011, he founded Lachey Communications to focus first and foremost on helping organizations and their leaders sharpen the content and delivery of communications in real-world ways that build trust and maximize influence. For more than 20 years, Jeff has coached executives at dozens of Fortune 500 and hundreds of other companies, as well as government officials, educators, authors, physicians, scientists, technologists, lawyers, athletes, and celebrity chefs. The clip that we chose from Jeff's episode addresses a concern that many people have before they're about to go on TV or have a podcast interview or anything like that. Because as an award-winning reporter, Jeff got to witness firsthand what it was like to ask someone a question and them not know the answer and absolutely fumble their way through it. So what do you do if you're being interviewed and you don't know the answer to the question that you were just asked? That is what Jeff shares in this clip. So let's dive right in. And in fact, sometimes you get questions that come from out of left field. As much as you prepared, you could never have anticipated someone was going to ask you this question. And it's very empowering, first of all, to know that you don't have to know all the answers. I I say take a load off. When I prepare uh, leaders to go on CNBC or Bloomberg to talk about their companies, and I ask them, what keeps you up at night? What's your biggest concern right now? Oftentimes, I still hear if they ask me a question I don't know the answer to. And I say, take a, again, take a load off. You're only human. You can't know everything. You get a question out of left field, or even if it's maybe a detail that maybe you should know it, but you forgot it, be human. You smile, you say, wow, that's a good question. You know what? I forget that exact detail, or I haven't looked at that lately. Let me get the right answer for you, and I'll circle back with you. But meanwhile, Here's what I can share, or here is some additional information on that point, which is a conversational segue, or I call that a bridge, back to a reiteration of one or more of your key messages. It's a way to conversationally steer the discussion back to the very reason you're there in the first place, to your own agenda goals, to your own objectives, to those key messages. And you're going to deliver them conversationally a little bit differently, perhaps, the second time you mention them than the first. But now you're taking advantage of that question, not just to try to survive the Q&A and kind of just respond to the question, but to look for the opportunity now to lead that discussion back to those most important points, part of your agenda. That's, and and so, and when I was a reporter and with CNBC for a few years, I got to interview some very, very successful CEOs, analysts, economists, and I was, I didn't really understand this process very much then. I hadn't given it much thought. I just wanted a couple of good, colorful sound bites from them for the story that I was producing. But I'd sometimes get back to the station and we'd be shuttling back and forth through the tape going, God, I can't really find a very good, succinct quote or soundbite here. It was usually not because I was asking dumb questions, but because they were failing to take advantage of the opportunity to get out of the survival responsive mindset only and into the let's take advantage of this opportunity to credibly and directly respond to the question as best we can, but then to lead that discussion back 
to our great story that we're here to share. So that's the Q&A part of it. You just finished listening to a clip from episode number 11 with Jeff Lachey. So if his bio sounded interesting, if his content sounded interesting, make sure you go check out the full episode wherever you're listening to this, or you can head over to the description and you can click on the link to go to the site and find the full episode. And now we're on to our fifth and final clip of the day, which comes from episode number 14 with Caitlin Kogan-Domner. Caitlin Kogan-Domner is the co-founder of salesmap.me. After studying at Oxford University and getting her MBA from Biola University, Caitlin Domner launched her sales management company in March 2013. In their first 33 months of business, they made their first million dollars. Within six years, they had generated over $10 million in new revenue for their clients. Their team has built and managed sales teams for some of the most prestigious names in the coaching industry, including Deepak Chopra. She has published multiple books, including The Unseen Sales Machine and Sell with Heart. And in this clip, you're going to hear from Caitlin a question that I asked her about how should you charge for your products and services? So she has a rule that I love, and I've shared this with so many different people, and it's called sell it thrice and raise the price. So here's Caitlin. So I, I, my rule of thumb is sell it thrice and raise the price. So sell mm. it three times so you can triangulate what were the commonalities between what people wanted and the results that you achieved for them. So if you sell one coaching person and you sell two coaching people, we've got a line, but three, you're, you've got it dialed in. So with three people, you'll know what you're really selling, what they really want and what you're willing to give. So after the three people, then I will usually raise the price. And one of my clients, he went from like a $5,000 program to a $20,000 program in the course of six months by just selling it thrice, raising the price, selling it thrice and raising the price. So it really is. And then you'll usually find a plateau where you're like, ah, okay, I found where the value that I'm giving and the value that's being perceived where that levels out. And that's, Mm. that's usually where your price point. You just finished listening to our fifth and final clip for today's Seven Figure Millennials Time Machine episode. And that was episode number 14 with Caitlin Kogan Domner. As always, make sure to check out the full episode if you want to explore more about how to build effective sales systems and teams. And you can also scroll down to wherever you're listening and just find episode number 14. So that is it for today. And the last thing that I want to do is just have a mini conversation with you right now. Yes, you, (laughs) you're the one that's listening to my voice right now. And that conversation is if this is your very first episode, I want to say welcome, super excited to have you here. And you just so happen to come across a seven figure millennials time machine episode. And this is actually a really cool first episode. So make sure to go check out those episodes. If you found one that caught your ear or also make sure to just scroll down and see if there's any other titles that may catch your eye for other episodes that we've done that were not mentioned in this episode. And if you're returning, as always, I want to say thank you so much for listening week after week. But regardless, if you are new or returning, my favorite that I always ask is, is if you were listening to something today, if there was one of these ear nuggets that you know, really moved you or felt like you could take a lot of action from, please do me a favor and share this with a friend that you think would find value from it. Not only will your friend thank you because it could help add a ton of value to their lives as well, but it's also going to help get more people to listen to the show and more exposure, which I always appreciate. So whether you choose to do that or not, I appreciate you so much for hanging out with me today and we'll talk to you soon. 
Hey, it's Brandon here again, and I have a quick favor to ask before you head off, and that is if you are listening to my voice right now and you are currently using either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it would help me a ton if you could stop what you're doing, take five seconds to tap the number of stars that you think the show deserves. So if you're on Spotify, there's a place to add a star rating right underneath the name of the show. And if you're listening on Apple, just scroll down where you're seeing all the episodes and there's something that says tap to rate. Just tap the number of the stars that you think the show deserves. And you may not know this, but I typically spend over five hours of my own time each week just researching a guest on the show. And then there's the time that's spent recording the show, the intro, reaching out to new guests, and of course, all the editing, publishing, promoting that my amazing wife and high school sweetheart, Leah, helps me to manage. So all that to say, there's a lot that goes on just to get to the point where you listen to this episode. So if you appreciate the content and have 10, five to 10 seconds to spare, it would help a ton if you could leave a quick rating on the show. Extra credit if you choose to leave a review, but just tapping whatever stars you feel the show deserves helps a ton and it takes so little time. So whether you choose to do that or not, I so appreciate you and I'll talk with you soon.